0: This is Dune Talk, a DuneNewsNet.com production. Join us now for the latest Dune news, reactions, and lively discussions. Hey there, and welcome. It's time for this week's Dune Talk. You're watching or listening to the official show of DuneNewsNet.com, where the news must flow. Books, movies, TV shows. If it's Dune, it's here. There's some important news and rumors to cover Today we're talking about both the big screen and small screen productions. This is Marcus Gabriel, your editor at DoNewsNet.com and I'm joined by Johnny and Simon.
1: Hey everyone, this is Johnny Sobchak here. Thank you for joining the show once again. Not a ton of news this week, but important news for us to discuss. So I'm excited to get our perspectives and keep the buzz going for as long as we can, can go here. Let's see what
2: happens hey simon here uh like they said some big news not major news but kind of major news mostly rumors uh but it's hope they're not true because i don't want to wait
0: dune movie news so we're coming off a breathtaking second trailer for dune part two and if you haven't already uh do check out our last two episodes with reactions and a shot by shot breakdown This month, there have been more developments uh, surrounding the movie, and to be honest, some of them are concerning. On July 14th, uh, the Screen Actors Guild, uh, the labor union that represents uh, over 160K actors in performance, uh, they went on strike and started picket lines in Los Angeles and New York. Just a week later, uh, Variety published a report that Warner Brothers is considering uh, pushing back Dune Part II from this November into 2024 they are likewise reviewing dates for other 2023 releases, including Aquaman uh, and The Lost Kingdom. So this report is citing sources with knowledge of the situation. However, it's important to note that these are only discussions. As of now, the movie is still scheduled to premiere on November 3rd. Any potential decision to change that release would have to be signed off by Legendary Entertainment. Before we get into the Dune-specific impact, let's take a step back. This is the second major work stoppage currently affecting Hollywood productions, as the Writers Guild of America also began their strike earlier this year. Uh, Johnny, looking at a bird's eye view, why are these two strikes so significant for the industry and how do they affect movie releases for the coming year?
1: I mean, this is a huge kind of, you know, watershed moment for the industry, for the United States, for the world in a lot of ways in terms of uh, labor movements and... These two strikes are, of course, you know, getting a lot of the headlines just because they are ongoing and they do affect our movies and our television shows and the things that people are consuming on a daily basis. Um, the you know, writers' guild strike has been going on since the first week of May. I was actually in LA when it started. We'll have to see how that that pans out. Um, obviously, the uh, Screen Actors Guild, their strike has just recently started, you know, more recently than the writers um, this month and. It's great to see because it is solidarity, essentially, between these two huge uh, unions and they are able to kind of, you know, support one another at the same time. No writing is going on. No deals for writers are being made. Uh, no new episodes of television being written. No new films being written. Um, so, you know, anything that has was in development that didn't get in front of the camera yet, that is shut down. And it's pretty much undetermined if something hasn't been finished, you know, being written when that would start again. Um, Fortunately, obviously, in the case of Dune, that's not an issue. The movie was written and filmed, you know, and all that a long time ago, which why this is more of an issue for Dune is that it's a star-studded cast. It's a very expensive movie. And with, you know, high-profile actors like Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya and, and the like, you know, actors are a big part of promoting films these days, especially in the era of social media. Last week, the story came out not just Dune part two, but a number of high profile films, especially Warner brother films were apparently in the mix to potentially be delayed. Not a lot of specifics in terms of what that could look like. Um, at that point, it was basically saying, well, this could happen. Well, that's not really a news. We know that could happen. And we know that the studios are going to put that out there so that, you know, there's pressure on, on these folks. So I really don't care at this point when the movie comes out, to be completely honest with you. Um, I would rather this movie get delayed six months than have the actors get a deal that isn't up to where it should be. Because that deal is something that's going to affect the industry for literally decades moving forward. As movie fans, consumers, someone who isn't in the guild or in the industry, like I'm fine waiting. It's just a movie. Like we can watch other movies and shows in the meantime. But if it does get delayed and we do get more information today um, at the time of this recording, there are potential spots where Dune Part 2 could go. Um, Now, I was of the mind that, okay, well, they could delay it potentially, you know, a few weeks, a month, you know, to the holiday season, you know, Christmas, uh, New Year's. I don't think that would necessarily happen. It doesn't say, you know, here one way or another if that could happen. It does list in this Deadline Hollywood article three particular slots that it could take, Um, you know, ultimately legendary. and, And Marcus, I think you alluded to this. Legendary does get the final say, um, and they do have, you know, they're kind of what they said as in the driver's seat in this situation, because it's their movie. Uh, Warner Brothers helps them produce it and they distribute it, but it's really up to them about what happens financially. So apparently they're going to give it until September, Labor Day weekend for the folks in the U.S. Um, That is when the next phase or right around the next time the the next marketing is supposed to get started. So... We'll see um, what happens between now and then. There could be a deal. There probably won't be. Let's be real. It could be delayed to March. Legendary and Warner Brothers have a date in March um, that for the next Godzilla versus Kong movie uh, to come out. That is going to be March 15th. I suspect that movie would be delayed to make room for Dune. Um, and that would be a fine release date. That's the date. March has gotten busier and busier in the last few years. So I think that it would perform well, potentially, if it went there. Um, you know, it would have uh, kind of the Easter holiday weekend, not too far behind. Um, and there are all these other movies, for example, I'm looking at March right now. Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse is supposed to come out like two weeks after Dune, if it were to go to that date. That movie's not coming out in March like that, that, that movie is like still being written and like developed. Same thing could be said if it gets pushed to, let's say June, for example, which is one of the other dates that they mentioned. Uh, June 21st, because that that weekend right now is empty. Um, You know, I saw someone on Twitter say, well, well, if it comes out June 21st, Mission Impossible, the next Mission Impossible movie comes out June 28th. That movie is still being written. They haven't even finished the script for that. They still have to film the movie with the actors that are currently on strike. So some of these other movies, the benefit to Dune is that a lot of them are going to get delayed, especially for next year, the ones that are actually still filming potentially. Um, So that's to Dune's benefit. And so I think whether it goes to March, whether it goes to April, whether it gets a Cannes premiere, maybe it goes to a festival rather than Venice with part one, it goes to, to France with part two, um, and then it gets, uh, and that's in May is when the Cannes festival is. So uh, we'd have that and then you know potentially June uh, release date. So there's a lot of possibilities. Uh, I'm excited by all of them. I think all these would give Dune a potentially even better chance at box office success if it gets delayed versus even
0: where it is now, which I think is still of a great date. Yeah, so, so so basically, boiling it down for, for Dune part two, right now the, the cast can't be involved in the movie's produ- uh, promotion. So the policy includes no interviews, uh, no social media campaigns, uh, no red carpet appearances at film festivals or other events. So in short, if this turns out to be a protracted strike, like say even lasting to the fall, uh, Legendary and Warner Brothers have basically the two options that, that you were uh, uh, mentioning, Johnny. So either they keep the current release date and they proceed with uh, marketing without actor's involvement, or delay the premiere into one of those options. Uh, So Simon, what what do you believe would be best for the uh, success of the movie? Can you imagine like a scenario where uh, Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Florence Pugh, Austin Butler are not participating in in promotion? I just wanna see actors and actresses
2: get their promotion because it is so crucial. Because let's say you're not familiar with Dune, but you're a fan of Florence Pugh because you just saw Opperheimer, right? now you are interested in what she has next you can obviously see it on indb you can see it everywhere but if you're not um follow if they can't promote it it's going to hurt business and also these people work hard for their projects you know for everything that they do so it's respect for them to let them promote their films um I don't want them to not be able to release really it on time in a perfect world. I would love to see it in November, but if I have to wait till June, then so be it. It'll be, it'll be hot. It'll be summertime. It'll be like on a rack. <laughs> but um, like Mark Marin was saying, he can't have any actors that or actresses that were doing interviews past a certain date that were recorded after, because he can't, They can't promote their films. They can't promote anything. It's a really interesting time. And people, there's a lot of stuff that you can catch up on. But support (laughs) the actor's skills and support the writer's skill. Because these people work hard. And doing it is pretty much in the can already. You know, they might need to fix some visual effects, some tweaking here and there. But it's been shot. Worst case scenario, they may have to do some read shots. And that's it. They stuck with November, and the strike was still ongoing, which I don't think would happen.
1: But if it if it did, how much would it really affect the movie? Like how how much would the film's performance be affected by that? Um, you know, they've already done not a ton of promotion, obviously, because they're not in the heat of the movie's release. You know, of course, um, which involves a lot more you know promotional material. But we have had two really high-profile, successful, well-received trailers so far, which were promoted by the cast members on their social media, um, in, in interviews, things like that. They've commented on the movie. So, you know, there people are aware of Dune, obviously. They've seen the first movie. It's on streaming. People buy it. They've, you know, seen the first one in theaters. So I still think it would do well, but obviously it, it would not do as well if it, you know, with the support, without the support of the, the cast. So, it is the general audience, you know, that that has to show up and support the movie. And I just saw people complaining about, well, Oppenheimer didn't even, like, have much marketing or promotion. Like, they, you know, where's the promotion for Oppenheimer? Because there's all this Barbie marketing. Um, and, of course, you know, they have big-name actors in that movie. It's a huge cast, Robert Downey Jr., Killian Murphy. But Killian Murphy's not on social media, um, you know what I mean? He's not out there. He's he's in every scene of that movie, and he's a he's a known, well-known actor. He's a popular actor, but he's not on there, you know, promoting social media. He's in some interviews, but he's not, you know, doing these big gimmicks on the red carpet and whatnot. So, I am curious that movie overperformed almost double what people thought it was going to do opening, you know, weekend. So again it is it's such an interesting you know scenario um and obviously it's it's terrible i wish we weren't in this position but uh you know just kind of watch this space um we'll have to see what happens i mean either way you just got to make peace with it and uh, uh just prepare for the worst but hope for the
0: best and it's worth noting that the strikes have already negatively impacted the movie's promotion because for the first time uh ever possibly dune was scheduled to have a whole h panel at san diego comic-con on saturday july 22nd the contents weren't officially announced but the trades confirmed that it would have featured a surprise uh, first look at um at the movie and appearances by zendaya and timothy chalamet uh, simon what, what are your thoughts hearing that i know that you've been to comic-con a lot of times in the past uh when i first heard that there was no panel i was like oh no
2: that's a bad sign And then I saw a bunch of other studios pull out. Um, Honestly, I don't feel like any big news came out of Comic-Con this year, but that's a whole different subject. And then the other things that kind of surprised me, there was no extra promotion for Dune. There was no toys, like we fought with the McFarlane figures. So maybe McFarlane figures knows there's something we don't know yet. Maybe they know it's getting delayed, but I was imagining like maybe even the Funko booth showing some pops or nothing but all there was was a secret of dune part two um art book i mean i'm excited about that but like there was no dune presence i think there was a couple costumes here and there and you know it's funny because there's so many curses with dune and like every production and you know the first part we had covid the 84 movie just has a whole story the jovanovsky movie has uh, legendary stories as well, you know. But it's it's interesting. The legacy of the Dune curse <laughs> keeps going on, and uh, maybe that's something we should bring Mark from Dune Info on one day <laughs> and just talk about it because it's it's kind of like the the Superman curse that it there's always something
0: going on with Dune. Yeah, and and so on. What you're saying, I, I do think it's like just looking at the uh, uh, Dune movies. I think it really is a shame to see how how both of them um you know they had really smooth productions we, we've had like cast and crew have come out and say you know how they, they they had a blast filming it and like it was really professional like that they had great relationships uh, on the on the set with, with each other and and that's always always good to hear in, in in this time uh but then when it comes to the release both of these movies had had to face all these these headwinds at, t- at at that time um yeah i mean it's it's really unfortunate i, I feel <laughs> dune deserves uh, uh better than that, oh but, my gosh it, yeah. it is like hard to
1: like wrap my brain around the fact that these two movies now have had to go through these like not like once once in like a century event basically with the pandemic and then you have the uh, screen actors and the writers guild which is a once in a half century or more you know situations just so bizarre i mean the the fortunate i guess thing about it is that it's not just dune that's being affected by this i mean it's the entire industry you know from the pandemic to the hbo max debacle um you know so it, it, it's a lot of uh yeah it, it's a lot of craziness and i just feel bad for like Vilnov because you know you know he's the one that he's the one who's you know the movie is on his shoulders and he's the one kind of has to deal with with it all so
2: let's not forget also like we brought this up a million times Sure, part one came out in like the height of COVID, and it still made a ton of money for legendary Mm -hmm. Slash Warner Brothers. People know what Dune is now. You know, the average person pretty much knows of it or has seen it. So imagine if like we never had COVID, how much of a household name Dune would be? It would be that blockbuster that would be the new Star Wars that people would talk about. Or maybe it's just us three. But I mean, honestly, I just feel so bad for Denis because this has been a dream project since he was like, what, 12? Or something like that? So it's just like, I finally made it. Oh, it's getting delayed. Well, it's cool. Part two is going to be even more epic. Oh, it might be delayed again. But honestly, support your actors, support your writers and directors gill it's so crucial
0: because you don't want ai to take over and so we we, we talked about um uh, earlier what would be the potential dates where dune part two could potentially move move to so johnny you listed those out so march april um june so like um looking at like a change from november to that time of year how, how would that like affect the movie's perspectives for a, an award season campaign to be honest with you not that much in my opinion. Um,
1: people may disagree with me on that point, but I feel like the time of year ultimately has become less and less of a factor, uh, in my view, um, just from, you know, years ago, decades ago now, like there used to be this kind of very systematic way that studios would go about it, but because the industry has changed so much, the big studios and these smaller studios coming up like a 24 and neon and, and, uh, you know, this the streamers, like, it's just a completely different world. So, I mean, you look at something, you know, not that long ago, like Mad Max Fury Road, that had a Can Festival premiere in May, it had a successful box office run, um, and then it went on and won like six Oscars, you know, and that was almost a year after the movie came out, so I don't think the time of year matters as much. And even, you know, more recently, this is kind of a you know a different type of movie, of course, but everything, everywhere, all at once. I mean, had one of the most unbelievable Oscar sweeps uh, ever. And it came out, it had a festival run in like April. And then it, had, it came out in theaters in like June, July. And then it was at the Oscars in like March, you know, the following year. So almost a full year again um, from release. So I don't think that is something I have concerns about. I think if the movie is good enough, it's going to have an impact and it's going to last through the entire year. And it's going to be there at the end of the year when people are awarding movies and nominating movies. And I think, um, I'm not, I'm not as concerned about that. I I think the financial element of it is much more important than the awards element of it as well. Um, you know, I think that that's, that's really the, the key and, uh, You know, if November is not as good, depending on the strike and everything, as a March or April, once the strike is hopefully resolved and and all that has gone forward, then I'm all for that. Because if it's the difference between getting a third movie, potentially, and not, then, you know, we don't want to, you know, play those odds, I don't think. So um, I'm not worried about that, but I understand some people being you know, it's a little bit of a bummer, obviously, you're thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to come out right before people are awarding movies. So people are going to be thinking about and talking about it, which is very exciting, of course. But, you know, Oscar winning movies premiere every single year at Cannes. Um, and even if Dune didn't go to Cannes, it would still be coming out in that April, May, June window. So it's still the same amount of time waiting and, and the promotional cycle is kind of similar.
2: You know, one thing that could help in in the long run, say it does come out in April, March, whatever, right? is by the time Oscar season for, I guess, 2024 will be out, the home release will be out, and people will start talking about it again. Mm. And that might get the Academy's ear buzzing again and being like, oh, let me take a look back at Dune. Let me look at the cinematography by Greg Fresher or the editing by Joe Walker or Denise, you know, directing. So I agree with Johnny. Mm -hmm. Before, it was such a big deal to have those movies during the holiday the christmas rush you know early june i mean early january but now i feel like i didn't even think about that everything and all at once came out so early last year <laughs> and then almost a year later gets nominated for best picture you know top gun maverick was a summer movie and that had a bunch of nominations as well so i think the home release coming out earlier May help in the long run with movies now, just so people remember them. And the Academy gets tons of screeners. It doesn't yeah. matter if the movie comes out in November or January 1st of that year, you know, it's also the studio and how much they're going to push it and their, you know, actors,
0: agents. There's a whole behind the scenes <laughs> world. I guess at the end of the day, if they do have to take a decision, either a decision, is not going to be ideal so as as we were <laughs> mentioning like ho- hopefully they don't have to take that decision you know that there is some sort of rel- resolution before that but yeah. i think yeah. e- either way I, I i do feel that uh at least for, for now I'm, I'm staying positive I, I i do feel that everything will work out for the best even if there there is a delay and yeah i'm i'm, I'm confident that like you know all the people involved in this movie will get the recognition they, they deserve you know I, I think the studios will will make the right decision there Dune TV News. Now, in contrast to many uh, US based TV shows, uh, which have paused production uh, due to the aforementioned strikes, it appears that the Dune TV series will be resuming its production in August. So, what's the difference here? Uh, like HBO's House of the Dragon, uh, Dune the Sisterhood is being produced under contract with the British Union, Equity. Simply put, uh, UK actors are not striking, and therefore production on those shows is continuing. Of course, some of the actors involved in Dune & Sisterhood are members of the Screen Actors Guild. However, the laws in the UK would make it more complex for those individuals to boycott. Uh, Simon, in light of all these movie rumors we were just discussing, uh, is it welcome news to you to hear that the TV project is moving forward?
2: Yeah, you know, I I know it exists, but I keep forgetting about the TV show because I'm so excited about (laughs) part two. Uh, Yeah, I'm at least that's still going forward, you know, my first reaction was like, oh, well, if part two gets delayed, then all these possible part three for Messiah and all the TV show and everything else would get delayed. So it's great hearing that the strike is not impacting the TV show. And I think it's interesting that there's a new showrunner. There's some new actresses involved. So it's also going to be in the back of my head like, well, what was it like before the strike? what could have been but um i'm happy that there's still some dune production happening out there somewhere in the unknown universe
1: (laughs) i have such mixed feelings i think at this point about the show um i think we had we had so much more excitement and like optimism you know six eight months ago when you know the cast was coming together and we knew that they were filming and um you know, even, you know, but even before that, when something's kind of changed and Villeneuve was originally going to direct an episode, like the pilot and all these other things, I always give HBO the benefit of the doubt in terms of production, because they always have such a high standard. Um, so I, I'm still keeping an open mind and I'm crossing my fingers. But, um, you know, if, if this move, if this project was delayed indefinitely because of the strike, I honestly wouldn't even like blink at that because I just be like, okay, well, we'll see what happens when it happens. You know, I'm not like, biting my fingernails over it you know it would be different if part two was in the middle of filming or was getting ready to film and then they shut this down and it was due to the you know strike and they wouldn't be able to uh proceed i'd be like oh my gosh like what a bummer you know but um it, it you know I- i'm excited about the idea of a dune television show especially on hbo because they have such a great platform and, and quality but yeah i don't know there's so many question marks i think at this point um and it is you know I do have mixed feelings also about the fact that they are able to like still film, like it's such a weird, you know, thing. I understand there's laws and regulations and things like that internationally um, that allow that. So that kind of is what it is. But yeah, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, Who knows when the show will be out, if they are indeed filming soon, um, it'll probably run through to like the fall, you know, as we were saying, and then maybe it'll be out you know, about a year from now, at the end of next year, early the following year, HBO has like a kind of a weird situation going on with their productions, because they are widely affected by the writer's strike, you know, The Last of Us is gonna end up getting delayed, I'm sure, and House of the Dragon seems to be going forward, but maybe some other shows are going to be held back. So it's kind of a a bit of a mess. And that's a whole other conversation you could have about streamers and the studios and whatnot. But uh,
0: yeah, mixed emotions, I would say about this. Yeah, and, and we, we've talked about that on the show before about how this this is being positioned as a premium production, and uh, as mentioned, uh, John, you've mentioned the HBO name and like how they they they, they usually handle things well. Uh, so keeping that 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 in mind, like we do know, say say even if we compare this to the movie, like it does seem that there has been going a lot behind the scenes in terms of production and things not going as smoothly as we'd hope. And we're going to get into that next with you know the, the changes uh, in in the cast and, and crew does the fact that there have been these these changes is is that itself a, a red flag to you johnny or can it happen oh it can it can happen
1: for sure <laughs> um now my feeling i don't i don't have all the information i'm not that familiar with these actors and who is swapped in who is swapped out etc as you said we're about to uh, talk about it in more detail, but it can always look a certain way from the outside, not knowing all the information that you could say about anything, but especially in show business. So they had this particular director, you know, and showrunner seemed like it was going to be a good thing. Uh, Johan Rank uh, or Rensker—I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that—but he's very, you know, well known for he won an Emmy for directing Chernobyl, which is one of the thing, best things HBO has ever made. He's done some other uh, popular shows that I, that I, that are good. Um, and so it was like, oh, this is like a great guy to have to like direct some of this and like direct the pilot and all and, and kind of set the, the standard. And then there's creative differences and he's out the door, and now we have other people coming in. Um, you know, that doesn't look good, obviously, on the face, but then I, I had read in a report you know that his vision was clashing with like the vision of like what the Villeneuve films were establishing and things like that. So you know that's not great like well what was the differences or what was the clashing and like if you know you're coming in to make a show set in this universe of the movies why would you try and do something totally like different you know what I mean um but I also appreciate a balance of you know paying respect to what the movies do but also try to do something different because it's a different era and things like that so it's about finding the right balance and obviously there was an imbalance here and so they kind of blew it up and Again, fingers crossed. Hopefully, it's a good thing. I, I lean towards thinking that I would want to see the style and aesthetic of the movies more in the show. I wouldn't want something too radically different. Um, and so, if that was a point of contention and friction, then probably for the best that, that he left, even if maybe he would have done an overall better show or episodes that he was going to direct. But at what cost of, like, I guess maybe consistency or just overall kind of world building and things like that, which. I think Dune fans all really enjoy that that sort of stuff, even though if it is more like the minutia rather than the that characters and things like that. Um, but there's a lot of moving parts. So again, that we know a little bit, but
0: not like enough. I feel like to really say one way or another at this point. Yeah, and I feel that there's a lot more that we can dive into there. But um, yeah, I, I think you raise a good point, Johnny, because like you know, it's it's great when you have like a a director who comes in and he's you know he's obviously very talented he's he's put together these these great productions in the past but is he the right director for dune right he, he could be a great director but maybe his his vision as mentioned was uh, was conflicting like maybe he mm-hmm. was trying to do something that like didn't fit with the, the themes of of dune, Some something like that we, we, we don't know yet right uh but mm-hmm. you know that, that that could be it so it, it may be that just changing the director itself doesn't have to be a cause mm-hmm. of uh concern so i would i would agree with that Sometimes you get
1: a director that makes a movie or a show, and they're just such a wrong fit for for that particular idea, Um, even if they're a great director on their own. Um, I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head. I know, for example, James Cameron at one point was going to make Spider-Man, like the original Spider-Man movie before Sam Raimi. And, you know, James Cameron, one of my favorite directors of all time, an amazing filmmaker, but the script, what I've seen and read and heard of it, and what he wanted to do, just a total, totally wrong. Just a total mismatch. And so, it, it just is sometimes where it just doesn't line up. And maybe a different director, a different showrunner, maybe doesn't have the same profile as someone who's you know like that. But you get a better meshing of material and you know the person
0: in charge. So. And just as a refresh, remember that the TV series originally began production in November 2022, and then entered a planned hiatus. That's how it's been described. I mean, a break for the winter, it does make sense, right? Uh, but as we've just been discussing, there's been like a significant change in regard, uh, both among the cast and the crew. So we've uh, we've covered some of those earlier in the year. And uh, now recently in the deadline reports, we have three key changes. So as mentioned, uh, Johan Renk had departed. Uh, he's no longer directing the premiere. And um, uh, Anna Forster is replacing him, and she'll be directing multiple episodes, it's it said, so she'll obviously have an important role there. Um, then on the casting side, we also knew that Shirley Henderson had exited. Uh, the role of Tula Harkonnen will now be played by Olivia Williams. And finally, we, we have uh, Indira Varma. She was going to play Empress Natalia, and she left. It was described due to scheduling conflicts, and she's being replaced by Jody May. Uh,
2: It sounds like a mess,
0: people, but
2: it happens often. I mean, one of the best recasting in history was Michael J. Fox wasn't supposed to be Marty McFly. It was supposed to be (laughs) Eric. I forgot who. But when you look at those dailies, you're like, there's a reason why that happened. And, you know, I trust Warner Brothers, Legendary, HBO, whatever you know you want to put title on it and i'm sure they went out there and then just hired mm. the the most random actress i'm sure they did screen tests i'm sure they talked to the producers and it was like well who was your second choice let's see if we can get that person back if they're not busy so remember sometimes recasting is a good thing
1: you know in the land of hbo and their big series and casting you know choices Amelia Clark was not originally Daenerys uh, Targaryen. They actually pilot with a completely different actor, Um, and for whatever reason, I I can't remember the specifics, but they were like, "Okay, this isn't working. We need to try something else." They brought in Amelia Clark, cast her instead, and the rest is history. You have one of the most iconic, you know, television characters and performances with her in in that role. Um, And so, I think, yeah, you just have to wait and see, you know. 'm I'm a, I'm a believer and it's so 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 cliche but everything happens for a reason so mm-hmm. we'll uh we'll see what the result is ultimately whether it's good or bad um but uh you know i'm optimistic i, I like to i like to think that it's going to turn out well you know maybe it's not on the level of the movies but maybe it's still a good time it's a fun addition to the dune you know live action universe um or maybe it's you know spectacular amazing the best sci-fi show ever made or maybe it's Eh, not very good, but we'll just you know ignore it and, and
0: enjoy the movies in the meantime. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that that's a great point. At the end of the day, the the final show, what we're going to see on television, is is really what what matters, right? Like we're we're sort of in the thick of the news, and we're hearing all these small small updates, and maybe that can be concerning, or like some things are positive, some things are negative. But at the end of the day, most people are just going to like hear it. there's a Dune TV series, and they're going to tune in, and they're going to judge based on what what they're seeing so uh yeah so uh, let, let's uh fingers crossed <laughs> that, that we got a great uh, production and, and result
2: sometimes there's some great doctor who seasons and sometimes there's, there's <laughs> some horrible doctor
0: who seasons so who knows okay that's a wrap for this week um yeah, I want to say we, we got some uh, great uh, questions and suggestions uh, from all of you. So we're going to be diving into some uh, really interesting uh, topics in the in the upcoming episodes. And of course, we're going to be keeping uh, you up to date on all these uh, these recent news, whether it's release dates, hopefully not changing. But yeah, you'll you'll hear it all all here and uh, what the impact will be on the on the movie and other aspects of Dune. So let's go ahead and sign off.
2: Simon Dowdy, you can follow me on Facebook, Insta brand new x also or twitter who knows what he's going to change it to by the time the <laughs> show airs um ask <laughs> thank you everyone thank you for subscribing thank you for joining us um for crazy rambling about Dune. you know this is one of the highlights of my weeks when i get to work on this show so it's fun
1: uh johnny sob here once again thanks so much again for tuning in listening and supporting the show it's been a fun road so far. Maybe it's going to be a little more while until we, uh, get into, into Arrakis once again, but, um, stay tuned, stay plugged in and, uh, we'll, we'll keep you up to date. Um, and you can find me on social media, of course, Johnny Sobchek, Twitter, Letterboxd, Instagram, all those good platforms. And, uh, we missed, we missed, uh, having Garen here. We, we missed, uh, the, the, the quartet was missing a little, a little extra garrulous Garin today,
0: but uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see him next time around. Yeah, and this was uh, Marcus Gabriel. Uh, thanks everybody for uh, for all the all the support, uh, comments, uh, feedback that uh, you've been giving us. Um, you can find me at uh, Marcus's writing on uh, Twitter and Facebook and writing on do newsnet.com. Uh, for now, take care and see you all next time. Well,
2: less than a hundred days, by the way. <laughs> if it comes out in November 4th. <laughs>
0: We hope you've enjoyed Dune Talk. Remember to like, subscribe, and turn on notifications so you know when the next episode drops. Stay tuned to DuneNewsNet.com and add us to your social feeds. Be the first to hear breaking news and reviews.